Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust. Just a little bit of pixie dust. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sammy. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Shall we begin? It's time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, motivational Welcome back, Pixie Dusters. We're your favorite hosts. I'm Sammy. And I'm Ashley. Welcome back to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast produced by Limitless Broadcasting. Make sure you go to LimitlessBroadcasting.com after the show and check it out. Yes, yes, yes. And today, it's like, this episode, this episode comes out like right before the, the 50th anniversary, like October 1st, right? Mm-hmm. This is our last episode of September. So yeah, right before. Oh my goodness. So this episode we are talking, or I'm not talking because I talked <laughs> the last two episodes. True. Sammy True. is going to give us the full lowdown on how Magic Kingdom in Florida came to be and I know there's a lot I actually know most of this stuff so I'll I'll be able to interject but Mm -hmm. she's going to give us the lowdown and then I believe it's either tomorrow or the day after tomorrow is the official October 1st anniversary of Magic Kingdom and that is Friday so the day after tomorrow Mm -hmm. so two days okay so not not tomorrow the day after tomorrow Friday Mm -hmm. is the official 50th where we can full out celebrate 50 years of mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom and Disney and Disney mm-hmm. World and our Instagram is going to be blowing up. I'll probably do stories. She'll probably do stuff. Are you? Yes. Go- no, you're not going till the third, but yes, still on like, Sunday. I will be there on Sunday. It's, it's starting a year long mm-hmm. celebration in the park. At least. We're super mm-hmm. excited. Yes. And it was hard when I was putting this together because there's just so much stuff. And like I had said in one of our other episodes, we are nerds. <laughs> I like reading about this stuff and talking about this stuff. So I had to really work to be like, okay, it's too much. They don't need to know that. It's fine. <laughs> Only me and Ashley would like this. <laughs> yes, this is not a thing. Okay. All right. Just do. All right. So you ready to dive in? 
I am ready to dive in. Let's do this. All right. So as you know, well, I'm assuming if you're listening to the show, hopefully you know some basics about Disney World. Disneyland was the first park that opened. And we have to reference that because obviously it was kind of the predecessor to Disney World. Mm-hmm. And we don't really, like we know stuff about Disneyland, but we've never been there. So yeah, eventually, eventually, eventually. someday, someday we will get there. Someday. But Disneyland opened in 1955, and then Disney World opened in 1971, just in case you didn't know. So Disneyland, since it was the park that started it all, basically Walt Disney's story is that he used to take his young daughters out to like little mini fairs, basically. He would put them on the merry-go-round, and then he said he'd be sitting there snacking on something all by himself and he was thinking that there should be some sort of park a family park that was built where children and parents could have fun together Mm -hmm. and if you ever go to hollywood studios they have a whole exhibit about walt disney and they have a little video that i would recommend you do not skip that you go and see i love it i see it every time we go but they (laughs) actually have the quote that this exact quote where he talks about his inspiration and why he wanted to build Disneyland, they have that in there. And I don't want to do it justice by reading it. I referenced it in our notes, but I, when I think about it, I hear Walt's voice. So I just recommend everybody check that out because it's just so much better when you hear Walt himself saying it. Mm-hmm. But that was the yeah. inspiration was he's just like, why am I sitting on this bench? We should be able to do family things together. Mm-hmm. Now I say that to say this, <laughs> If you've not listened to all of our shows, you may want to go back to basically a year from in 2020, so September 2020, so a year ago. We did a whole show about Walt Disney himself called The Man Behind the Mouse. And in there, we talked about how Walt Disney sometimes embellished stories. He changed things a little bit to make it more magical. Yeah, this is another one of those cases. Of course. Because the reality is they actually found some Disneyland sketches that Walt had been, you know, kind of sketching out his plans Mm -hmm. for the park as early as 1932, which was a whole year before his first daughter, Diane, was even born. So, yeah, this story is very nice and I'm sure it's true, but he probably did. He probably like, yeah, he probably was starting to put the sketches together and stuff, Mm -hmm. but I think like as just humans, it as we process it, as we put stuff together, he probably was sitting on the bench being like, this is, is th- like, we do need Disneyland. We do mm-hmm. need this park that I'm thinking about because exactly. it's dumb that I'm just sitting on this bench when I should Watching be them. interacting mm-hmm. with my kids, which makes me realize I'm like, I'm, Walt Disney is kind of one of the early pioneers of early childhood development with like family involvement. Like, that is amazing. That's true, actually. Yeah. That goes along with my job that I actually, like, my paying job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah. I gotta tell my boss that. (laughs) Anywho. (laughs) So, I was a little more curious about some of Walt's inspiration, because we all know that the Main Street USA is built after Marceline. That's where he grew up, and he missed Mm -hmm. it, and that was a big part of his childhood. Okay. We know that part. But I'm just like, okay, that's cool. But there's a big difference between like, I want to relive my childhood and build Main Street and building an entire theme park. Yeah, there's a there's a big difference. So I did a little more research into it. So apparently when he lived in Kansas City, 15 blocks from his home, there was a place called Electric Park. 
it got its name because it had one about 100,000 electric lights that transformed the park into a nighttime fairyland. So, you know, when you walk down Main Street and all the buildings are lined with lights. Yeah. That was that idea from the pictures I could kind of see. So I'm like, okay, well, that's where they got some of those ideas. That's starting to make sense. Uh huh. So Electric Park was built by Joseph Heim of the Heim Brothers Brewery in 1907. And it remained in operation until 1925, but unfortunately then it was destroyed by a fire, which made oh. me kind of sad because I was like, well, it's, it would have been cool to go see because I'm sure that's something that would have yeah. been preserved, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. So this park had band concerts, ballroom dancing, vaudeville shows, penny arcades, shooting galleries, a carousel, a huge indoor swimming pool, cafes, souvenir shops, flat bottom boats, a wooden roller coaster, carnival midway with thrill rides, and a steam train that ran around the park and fireworks. What does this sound like? Uh, 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 Wait a second. I know, right? This is something I did not know until I was reading about this. Mm hmm. Now I think we're really getting like a big part of his inspiration. Like 75% at least. Yes. And apparently he did often speak about Electric Park's influence on his design of Disneyland. But to be fair, I mean, as far as you and I go, I don't read about Disneyland a whole lot because I mean, I look when there's articles about the rides and stuff, I look into it and I've actually looked at the maps of Disney of Disneyland mm-hmm. and yeah, it has some of this, but this is very much mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Like this is just all penny arcades, souvenir shops. I mean, there's no pool there. <laughs> no, because we have actual like water Resorts and stuff too, where you can go to the pool. So Yeah. I was just like, oh, and the fireworks is what killed me. I was like, whoa, that's okay. hilarious. 1907. Okay. That's well, they've been doing fireworks for hundreds and hundreds of years. But I think it's just it tied it all in. I'm just like, uh, okay. Like mm-hmm. that, this just the whole yeah. thing makes sense. Oh I just my thought goodness. that was super cool. And it was clean and well maintained. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely mm-hmm. Disney got it from there. Yes. Yeah, so I thought that was a very cool inspiration. And I was just That's like, awesome. Yeah. We need so, to see if we can find like old pictures online of this. Yeah, I think park. I did. And I cannot. Okay. I went to so many websites and I was looking at all this stuff. I can't remember which website I was on Ew. for this. But Electric <laughs> Park. Yeah. And yeah, we'll find it. So back to Disneyland. As I said, it opened officially on July 17th, 1955. Now, I always remember this day because my dad was born on July 17th. So I'm just like, oh, we always said like, it's Disneyland's birthday and it's your birthday. But I've never been to Disneyland. So, yeah. One day. So when they opened Disneyland, oh boy, they sent out invitations and 11,000 people were invited. However, there were counterfeit tickets. Of course. So several thousand showed up that were not supposed to be there. Now, I found different numbers. I found as many as 20,000. One guesstimated 28,000 people. But either way, we're talking like way more than double what was supposed to be there. Like a good chunk of the state of California. Uh, Yeah. So this was a bit of a problem for Disneyland. And we're about to get into some of this. So first of all, they broadcast the opening live on ABC. And I thought that was really cool because it was such a big deal. Mm-hmm. When the guests were coming in, workmen were still planting trees and some areas still had some wet paint. 
Now, again, remember 11,000 people were invited. So the idea was really like the first day was for these people that the company Walt invited himself. So yeah, it wasn't supposed to be everybody (laughs) there. You know, they would kind of get the kinks worked out the first day or so that did not work for them. So they also had a record level heat wave that day of over 100 degrees. And this is when you hear those stories about the women, because, you know, this is the 50s. They're wearing high heels, walking around. Their high heels were literally melting into the asphalt because it was so hot. High heel. I'm putting quotes around high heel. They're like. 50s heels were like maybe an inch. They aren't our high heels. What do you call them? They're like the kitten, like kitten's heels. Yeah, they're they're short. So Mm -hmm. they're, for us, they're like kitten heels. They're not like. imagine? Not five inch heels, people. Either way, you're, but you're like, bloop, <laughs> down into the asphalt. That can't be fun. That's not good. Uh, yeah, so that always makes me laugh. Sorry, Disney. Fantasyland. Okay, I read one place, Fantasyland, and then I read it another that it was like Fantasyland, Adventureland, and New Orleans Square. Like a couple of areas were closed, but either way, at least Fantasyland was closed by nearby gas leak the first day. It just gets better and better. Mr. Toad's wild rides succumbed to an overload of the park's power grid. Also not good. The Mark Twain steamboat nearly capsized because there were too many people on it at one point. And in general, there were long waits and the food and drinks ran out because they were not ready for all of these people. So can't really blame, you know, oh, I don't not blame being prepared it's because these crazy. freaking people had their, their counterfeit tickets coming in. I mean, what did you expect to happen? But yeah, so this is all important because the way the Magic Kingdom and our our dear Walt Disney World opens is going to be a little bit different because they learned a lesson from this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we have what is was officially Project X for a while, and then they eventually announced it as the Florida Project. <laughs> that would be like the Walt Disney World. So we're going to talk about that next. But first... We have a slight interruption because I just felt like I couldn't really explain this myself. So I kind of thought maybe Walt should do it. <laughs> so. I agree. Here in Florida, we have something special we never enjoyed at Disneyland. A blessing of sign. There's enough land here to hold all of the ideas and plans we could possibly imagine. Right now, our plans include an airport of the future down here in Osceola County. An entrance complex where all visitors will enter Disney World. An industrial park area covering about 1,000 acres. And of course, the theme park area way up here. And all these varied activities around the Disney World will be tied together by a high-speed rapid transit system running almost the full length of the property. But the most exciting the far the most important part of our Florida project. In fact, the heart of everything we'll be doing in Disney World will be our experimental prototype city of tomorrow. We call it Epcot. Spelled E-P-C-O-T. Now, this, <laughs> first of all, like I said, I was going to write it down and I'm just like, you know, the best person to explain is Walt Disney. Mm -hmm. So I found the video on YouTube and I suggest everybody look it up. It's like 20 some minutes. Now, 
I've seen that video. Yeah. And the first part, there's a lot of Disneyland information in the first part. And I just straight up skipped all that. So if you get (laughs) to like, like seven or eight minutes in, it starts to talk about the Florida project. If you're interested in that, since that's kind of where we're talking with the magic ninja kingdom and all that stuff. But yeah, I just was like, you know what? I love listening to Walt talk and I love listening to him explain and how excited he was about all of this. And I just, yeah, the best option was to just have him do it. So that's what we did. Thank you, Walt. Yes. Now, one of the main reasons why I also wanted Walt to explain it is because the Disney world we have is not the Disney world of Walt's dreams and plans. So I just, I don't want to get too much into Epcot because I really feel like we will eventually do another episode like this focused solely on Epcot where we can get more into this, but it's very important and ties a lot into the Magic Kingdom. So as Walt said, his big focus when he came up with the Florida project was actually the experimental prototype community of tomorrow, AKA Epcot, Epcot Center, whatever you want to call it. So essentially I would recommend you like look this up on Google if you've never really researched it and look for this Mm -hmm. video because the map is insane. The theme park itself, which is the Magic Kingdom, always had been the Magic Kingdom, that did not change, is this little tiny spot up in the corner. And then the whole rest of it is basically this community that he wanted to create. And I always think that's kind of hilarious because Disney World, all the parks and everything, it's huge. So what you have to imagine is he bought all this land, the Magic Kingdom is where it is, and all Mm -hmm. the rest of that, was going to be a community, which is just, it just blows my mind when you really think about it. If you really, really think about all that space. And like, what in community, you mean like, it was supposed to be like a town where people like you and I could live, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that was was like, I want to make sure people understand what we're, what we mean. And it was like (laughs) self-serving. Like, I mean, you really Mm -hmm. would not have to go anywhere. You could work in the community, no, you could take you know, that monorail to work. I want to take the monorail. Yes, to like work. it literally was like he he explains a little bit more, but the idea was you would have a job as part of the community. That is where you would be. Now you would, like you said, there would be okay. So you have the people mover at the Magic Kingdom. That was a mm-hmm. transportation method originally that they were going yeah. to use, plus the monorail. So you would use the people mover, you would use the monorail, and you would travel about in the city to go where you were going to go. You may still have a car. The idea was that there would be underneath all of these air travel sort of things, there would be places for cars and whatnot. But you wouldn't really use your car unless you're going out of the community. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you would use their internal transportation. I would never leave. Yeah, I don't think I would either. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, oh my gosh, it's just insane to to think about and and. Do they still have the model on the the people mover? They still have it, right? What are you talking about? Like the, the when model you go of the city? Through? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think they've the taken mover, it off. Yeah. So if you ride the people mover, they have actually a model of the city kind of laid out, and it's just huge I, and crazy. I really wish we could just sit there and look at it because every because I've gone know, past right? it I don't know how many times. And you don't actually get to sit there and take it in. It's just mm-hmm. kind of there. It's like, Disney, can I just sit here and just look for like it's, five minutes? It's like <laughs> when they have at, at, well, like we were just talking about the Hollywood studios. If you go to yeah. Walt's one man's, one man's dream, they have models and things there sometimes. 
they had like the fantasy land when they were building that that mm -hmm. was there exactly what you said the coolest part is to stand and look and just say oh my gosh look over there oh wow look at that over there and you could go back five times and see five different things when you went mm -hmm. i agree i would really yeah. love just to be able to be like no let's just stop the people moving here i'm gonna get out <laughs> and i'm just, I'm gonna, just gonna stare for a while okay <laughs> is that okay yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so yeah it's a very quick shot, but that's one way to kind of see a model of it versus mm -hmm. just the, the pictures and things. Yeah, so we're going to get into some dates now about the Florida project because way back in 1958 now again the magic kingdom opened in 1971 in 1958 Walt was starting to plan this out. So he asked the economics research associates to find a suitable location for a second Disney park and they recommended Florida. So thus he started looking over here. He had three different airplanes, which I did not really get. There was just a little confusing on the dates on when each one was around, but there was one that they used to have at the studios on the backlot tour, which is no longer I get into that. I don't want to cry. <laughs> Not granted, we have Galaxy's Edge. We but do, but they we have no kind of expanded and just kept backlot. But anywho, no backlot tour. <laughs> the plane used to be there. It is no longer visible for us to see. It's on property, but not in a guest area. Anyway, so that one was the big deal plane, and Walt did use that to come and scout and check out Florida. It was the Roman Gulfstream One. And he bought that in 1964. They called it the mouse. So the, <laughs> the FAA, they called it the mouse because it's numbers, it was November two, three, four, Mickey Mouse. And so they started calling it the mouse when he would come by. And I thought that was just a cute little thing to throw in there. In April, 1964, Disney attorneys headed to Florida and started their land purchases. So what I love about this story is that nobody knew who they were buying this land for real estate agents had no idea who their actual client was and i think that is just a good thing smart. <laughs> yes so they were they quietly negotiated one deal after another sometimes lining up con contracts to buy huge tracts of lands for little more than a hundred dollars an acre which disney would never have been able to do mm-hmm it would have been thousands of dollars an acre if it was if they knew it was or Disney. More. Yeah, exactly. So they used a lot of dummy corporation names. They used so it wasn't just like one corporation coming in. There were several of these dummy corporations. So some examples: the Latin American Development and Management Corporation, the Reedy Creek Ranch Corporation, and I Four Corporation. You get it? Like this, the the inner Yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh -huh. Hilarious Disney. Okay. <laughs> So there were more than that, but those were some big ones that I had found. And most of the land transactions they did in cash. So they eliminated the paper trail as well. Trying to stay really under the radar. They really thought it out. Yeah, they did. I'm just like, all right. In June 1964, they finalized their last large purchase. And then the rumors started. Mm -hmm. In May 1965, people started talking about an East Coast Disneyland. So there was a leak i'm assuming somewhere someone Probably. found out something they were not supposed to because disney was very adamant about just its project x they were not talking about it people are mm -hmm. not supposed to know 
In June 1965, Walt had his first planning meeting for the new Florida theme park. And in that same month, an attorney confirmed that an anonymous buyer has completed all Florida land purchases. So what I think was funny was when I was researching this, I was on the the Orlando Sentinel website and they were one of the big ones to break this. The fact that it was Walt Disney because they they started having suspicions and they said basically one reporter was talking to walt disney and was just like okay so like you're the one buying the land right and their claim was that walt got kind of sweaty and just dodged the question a little bit and they were like um yeah it's you you." and then they came back and basically said they they had a giant headline in their newspaper and they just said we say it's disney who's buying all of this so the cat was out of the bag so that basically forced Walt's hand in November 15, 1965, they formally launched the Walt Disney World project. Okay, he wasn't going to, okay, there's no way he was going to be able to keep it quiet very long. He was not, no, he was planning no. to announce it, but not that early. He was going to hang on to it a little bit longer. He was forced to do it earlier than he had planned. But, okay, did you find how much, like, did you find the the amount of acreage he bought? Because the fat, because he bought, I'm, I'm going to look it up real quick because the fact that because if you look at the map one. of the actual property, not just the not just the the parks, but the mm-hmm. actual property mm-hmm. is humongous. I'm sorry. In the fit in the 60s, people are going to notice exactly <laughs> like he bought enough space for a probably two cities to fit in. Like that's how much space yes. he bought in two so, different counties. And yeah, mm hmm. I have like park sizes, but I don't think I have the the entire resorts size. Let me see if I can. I know it's okay. It is twenty seven thousand one hundred and eighty <laughs> acres. I'm sorry, Walt. You are not going to keep that a secret for it's long. a bit much. <laughs> It's a bit much to hide. It's a bit much for anybody. I mean, there were other rumors about other companies coming in, but I think the problem was most likely what you're saying as more and more land started to be bought in the same area Uh because like there was rumor like it was like ford or somebody was coming in i mean you start to say "Eh, they probably don't need that much space right so who else could it be and then yeah just snowballed after that and yep yeah so (laughs) yeah oh Uh, my goodness on september 30th 1966 they finally took the dummy companies and merged them all into what they called the compass east corporation Unfortunately, sad moment in December 1966, Walt Disney passed away. So that meant Roy Disney basically took the entire reins and was in charge of getting the park off the ground. So two days after Walt had died, Roy announced that the park's name will now be Walt Disney World. And I think that's Mm -hmm. awesome. I've always thought that that's awesome Mm -hmm. that he changed it. So that's why if you've ever wondered, it's Disneyland, but it's Walt Disney World. It's because he had passed away before he got to see it finalized. So Roy did that in honor of him. Yeah, that's why you see that very popular picture of Walt. It's it's the it's the it's the double exposure picture where yes. Walt is like walking where the castle would be, mm-hmm. and then it's the double exposure of the castle because yes. he never even got to see it start. He and saw I the plans, he put it all together, but he never got to see it start, which is just it's heartbreaking for all mm-hmm. of us Disney fans that he never got to see this project mm-hmm. to its full extent. Exactly. But I'm so thankful that Roy continued mm-hmm. it. 
I agree. But he, because yeah. he had good intentions, mm-hmm. obviously, because he's yeah. theirs from the start, too. Yes. So they officially. <laughs> we'll get into that. That's, again, go back and listen to our man behind the mouse. Yes. <laughs> so in. 1967, they officially began construction on the Magic Kingdom. It was a, like May 30th was the official like groundbreaking day for mm. the Magic Kingdom itself. And in September, they changed Compass East Corporation into the Walt Disney World Company, which makes sense. Yes. Yeah, you know, that's what it is. And April 30th, 1969, they had their first official Walt Disney World press event. So still a couple years out. Now, the actual building of the park. So let's remember, and again, we will, I'll pull up some more photos, but these people were in the swamps, okay? When you look at photos of them checking out the land, Walt and Roy and the crew, they are literally Mm -hmm. in a swamp. That was (laughs) Florida. Florida was a swamp. There is nothing around. So building this theme park it was a little trickier than what you had over in California because of this entire water table issue and all of that. Mm-hmm. So they actually built the Magic Kingdom over a series of tunnels that they call Utilidors, which is utility plus corridor. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Get it? Very <laughs> so when you are in the Magic Kingdom, you are walking up which it's not super noticeable honestly it's not a huge incline that is because we are on the second floor and the utilidors are on the first floor and i think that's fun and i just always like that fact that we're we're technically Mm -hmm. on the second floor of the park it's so cool Mm -hmm. so they basically had the tunnels for a couple reasons it allows the cast members to move throughout the park out of sight of guests it does make it shorter too i mean we enjoy it because we're leisurely enjoying the park walking land to land but if you're working there you're probably just like oh my goodness i don't want to walk it's like ten thousand degrees out here across the entire freaking park especially in their costume yes utilidors allow a little bit of a shorter walking area for them and then that's also where a lot of them get ready so anyone who's in a costume like you were saying whether they're at the merchandise shop or their mickey mouse this allows them to get ready and then appear on stage mm-hmm. a little bit easier too. The Magic Kingdom is actually an elevation of 107 feet. Fun fact. They filled in the area around the Utilidors with dirt that they removed from the Seven Seas Lagoon. So the Seven Seas Lagoon is a man-made lagoon. Just, mm-hmm. just so you know, it was not there. They built it when they removed all of the dirt to push the Magic Kingdom up to the second floor. So that's also Isn't fun. like all of their stuff man-made? Like all their no. I'm pretty sure all their no. water formations are. Are no. they? Mm-mm. They're Bay Lake is real. That was there. That's oh, a real okay. Thing, I believe. But I think the rest of them are, are fake. Okay. But yeah, Bay Lake. Bay Lake was a real thing that they okay. did not mess with. Well, Gosh. I'm sure they did whatever, probably a little bit on the edges, but that mm-hmm. was a real thing that was there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but this one is not. <laughs> Originally, they were going to expand the Utilidors, I believe, as the park expanded, but they they didn't. So the original Utilidors that were built are still there. They didn't do anything else with them, which 
I'm kind of surprised because they've definitely expanded and not a whole lot at the Magic Kingdom, but still, you know, a little bit here and there. I'm surprised they didn't try and give them more space down there, but maybe they're hard to build. Maybe they don't need it. Not a construction person. I don't really know how difficult it is to to build a tunnel. Yeah, you should find out. I'd have to ask dad. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's part of it too. So the Tilladors were actually supposed to be in all of the Walt Disney World theme parks also, but they are not. Epcot's Future World and Pleasure Island each have a small network of them, but that's it. So that would mean there's none at the studios and none at Animal Kingdom. That makes sense. Because, I mean, in Magic Kingdom, you you don't realize why you're going uphill, but you know you mm-hmm. notice the incline when you're yeah. getting mm-hmm. off the buses and and trying mm-hmm. to you're walking up like you feel yeah. it mm-hmm. at that entrance so you it, it makes sense epcot has some incline not as much but some mm-hmm. but then like studios and animal kingdom is just flat you got nothing you got mm-hmm. no incline you feel like you're ground level yeah mm-hmm it's interesting too though because i know they built the magic kingdom up because of the water table and all that stuff so i don't know what happened with the other parks as far as why they didn't do the same thing there might have been more technology at that point I'm to guessing. help with the water table because yeah. this is the 80s and the 90s mm-hmm. when they did this studio mm-hmm. and animal kingdom so maybe construction had more what's the word i'm looking for strategies possibly and they probably did in the 60s yeah. I'll look into well eventually like I said I'm sure we will do these sort of episodes on every one of these and we'll have to figure that out because we're going to be around forever yes so now I'm very curious about that okay (laughs) mental note put a pin in it 1950 studios is producing its first ever cartoon for a streaming service Stable City is about a woman named Karen she is a police officer in this crazy town where Everyone's trying to be the next star or influencer. All right, this is the Dupla City Pilot, written by Kelly Driscoll. Good morning, Dupla. Here's some surprising news. Once again, Dupla City has been named the most desirable place to live by the Dupla Times for the 10th straight year in a row. Mostly, I hope that it speaks to women and we can all find like this common ground. So please go to Kickstarter slash Dupla City. It's called Dupla City. D-O-O-P-L-A City. We're doing the starter campaign to gain interest and to hopefully find some strategic partners. He turns the light off in his office and shuts the door. End of episode. Yeah. Nicely done, everyone. Thank you. Very nicely done. That was great, right? All right. So the monorail trains. So obviously monorails are a big part of the original plan and they were there the day that the theme park opened. The monorail trains were designed and engineered by Disney staff in California and then they were assembled at a plant in Orlando. Disney still does this kind of stuff where they'll build something in one park and then they'll ship it over. That's still frequently done, but this is probably one of the beginnings of that since this is the second theme park. But I do remember, for instance, like when Toy Story Land was being built here, People would literally mm-hmm. have shots on I-4 of parts mm-hmm. of the, the rides and everything coming. I think I remember seeing a Woody on a giant flatbed at one point in time going yeah. on I-4. So they still do that to this day. But yeah. I just, I'm like, well, this is probably like the first instance of it. So, and they needed 337 monorail beams to be cast in this like special kind of concrete. And the closest place that could do it was in Tacoma, Washington. 
So there's another one for you that they had to have shipped in. That is literally on the opposite, not just side, but opposite corner. It made me laugh when they were like the closest place. And I was just like, okay, that's, you couldn't get further from, from Orlando. That just made me laugh. So that's hilarious. (sighs) All right. So Magic Kingdom's opening day. First of all, October 1st was not the official grand opening. What? I know, right? Was it the official opening for like, for like everyday guests? So, okay. They opened it on October 1st so people could come in, but they did not want another repeat of Disneyland's disaster of all of the struggles that they have with not being prepared oh, and, the okay. and everything. So the official grand opening was pushed back to October 25th to give them time to work out everything. Okay. See, grand opening is just like, a, oh, we've been celebrating. Now we just want to celebrate it. Exactly. Yeah. They were open. Magic Kingdom first. still opened on the it first. Did. That yes. is when it opened its doors. Yes. It's it just did. not the celebration. No, Mm-mm. but it did officially open on October 1st. So for the grand opening, they actually did over like two or three days and they had celebrities show up. They listed like Bob Hope and of course, Julie Andrews, which I mean, I would expect her to show up because I would too. (laughs) I mean, come on. They had the electrical water pageant and fantasy in the sky spectacular debuting on October 24th. So that was not there from the beginning, but around the grand opening and I kind of forgot that's how old fantasy in the sky was to be honest with you because that was around when when we were going to disney and i was just like oh wow okay so that was basically 1971 yeah okay. yeah yeah <laughs> it did not click in my head until i was doing this so that's pretty cool mm-hmm. so on october 25th is when roy o disney gave his dedication speech for the park So I'm going to read that because it's awesome and I love it. He said, Walt Disney World is a tribute to the philosophy and life of Walter Elias Disney and to the talents, the dedication, and the loyalty of the entire Disney organization that made Walt Disney's dream come true. May Walt Disney World bring joy and inspiration and new knowledge to all who come to this happy place. A magic kingdom where the young at heart of all ages can laugh and play and learn together. I knew it would make you cry. Uh, I just just love it. I love, I I can't even express like (laughs) my love of Disney and what it's done for Mm -hmm. me over the years. And like, just hear like, Walt talk and then the dedication Roy did. It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't think, I don't know if they actually understood the effect that it was going to have on Mm -hmm. the world and just people Mm -hmm. in general I agree and I get so angry at people who are like well well Disney's taking over the world they're they're, it's like no no, you are you're only seeing like what you want to see you don't understand Mm -hmm. what they put together for us and and oh oh, yeah I agree and because again Walt Disney passed so if you go down by the castle you have the partner statue which is Walt Mm -hmm. Disney holding Mickey Mouse's hand but Mm -hmm. down by the train station you have Roy Disney sitting with Minnie Mouse and I always think that it's so important that they gave him a prominent position too in the park because 
he really made it happen at the end. He took mm-hmm. care of it. He did the yep. dedication speech. So I think it's awesome that he's there too. And you can actually mm-hmm. sit on the bench next to them and it's cute. Mm-hmm. I like the Walt Disney statue. I get the Walt Disney statue needs to be like away because people are crazy and probably would touch it and, and do whatever. But oh my gosh, I think yes. some people don't really notice the, the Roy statue. So I would definitely recommend that you keep an eye out for that next time you're there because it's a nice moment to kind of take in the meaning of everything. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people who walk through those doors don't really understand mm-hmm. what we're talking about, what happened behind the scenes, mm-hmm. what really went on and who actually finished this project for yep. us. Mm-hmm. And, really- and yeah, so us, us Disney nerds mm-hmm. who do all things Disney understand those, those important yes. moments. Mm-hmm. All right. So back to opening day. Well, <laughs> Yeah, this is officially. Opening month. <laughs> yeah. So apparently they had a Walt Disney World ambassador named Debbie Dane Brown, who led the first guests into the Magic Kingdom. I just mm-hmm. thought that was kind of a, a fun fact. The Magic Kingdom opened concurrently with two hotels, Disney's Contemporary Resort and Disney's Polynesian Village Resort, which that was like officially actually opened on October 24th. But still, yeah, they count again because it's basically like a month of openings. So something I thought was interesting about the hotels, the hotels I did not know was that both were built by U.S. Steel and, as you know, they're connected by the monorail system. Mm -hmm. Well, apparently U.S. Steel was originally going to own the hotels, but Mm. just before opening, Roy was like, you know what, never mind. And he bought them out so that Disney could run the hotels (laughs) themselves. And I think that's that's, actually a good idea. Exactly. I think it's much better to have it kind of in-house because you can control a lot more. And the contemporary, um, I think a lot of people know this, but the way they built it was they're like little, the rooms are like little individual blocks that they kind of stuck together. A lot of people know that. So the original idea was that they could do really rapid renovations and maintenance. So basically they could unbolt the outdated rooms, the ones that needed updating, and then swap it out with one that was already prepared, you know, in some warehouse Mm -hmm. or something. But that did not work because (laughs) the main steel frame has shifted and settled and those rooms are stuck forever. They are not going anywhere. Don't worry about that either. If you stay there and you're just like, oh, the room could fall out because it's bolting. No, no, no. Like those things are, they are in there permanently. Yeah, they're, you're good. You're safe. I promise. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But I thought that was really cool that mm. their plan was originally was to be able to pop it out and pop a new one in and constantly keep it upgraded and all that but oh, um, that's interesting. the idea is very cool though yeah now we talked about this on the last episode a little bit about what attractions were there the theme park officially opened with 23 attractions mm-hmm. three that were unique to the park the other 20 were some sort of version or copy of disneyland mm-hmm. attractions yep. which makes sense there are six themed lands. <laughs> Five of them are counterparts to Disneyland's, but the sixth one is Liberty Square, which is really the same exact thing as Disneyland's New Orleans Square, but it's called Liberty Square. Yeah, so not really. Any well, difference, it, I mean, as far as attractions, attractions, yeah, yeah theming, yeah, yes, would be slightly different. Theming but, is very different. But the attract, mm, there's no, no, it's just, <laughs> yeah. and apparently <laughs> because people knew about Disneyland, right? It had become immensely popular by now. So when the word got out and everyone knew about Disney World, 
there were actual guests who were driving around the toll plaza very early in the morning who were trying to be the first visitors into the park. So I guess they were just hanging out. I read some places where people slept in their cars nearby. Like it was crazy to try and be some of the first people in the theme park. Which, I mean, I get it. You, that mean, would be a very cool story to tell. Be like, I was the first one at Disney World, you know, but yeah, I I don't know if I would have slept in my car. <laughs> Even I mean, that. people still try to do that today. They get up, they leave very early. super early in the morning to get very, there to very wait early. to be the first ones in the park that day. Yeah, I'm weird. I are mean, not I've done people. it. I did I it not. when I, no. well, Travis and I did it when we were in high school. So when mm -hmm. we could finally take off on our own, we would do it in high school. Ah, makes sense. I only did it once during one of our family vacations because we wanted to do the Seven Dwarfs train ride. And mm -hmm. it was ridiculous. It was 90 plus minutes every time. And yes. I refused yes. to stay in that line. So mm -hmm. Travis and I, one morning, we're like, okay, we are getting up, we are going, and we are getting in line. Mm-hmm. We did. We got there. It was still a 60 minute wait. Like we were some of the first ones through the park and the oh line was already gosh, long. What just happened? So annoying. But I hear those stories all the time. Again. We were like, I was here at six in the morning and I still had to wait an hour. Just like, yeah. what? Yeah, it was it was so annoying. Yeah, I can imagine. But there you go. So people started doing it way back on opening day. So Doesn't surprise me. There you go. And then lastly, I have some like little fun facts. The mm -hmm. Magic Kingdom was the first theme park to have continuously playing ambient music on pathways mm -hmm. between attractions, like which is something I didn't really think about. And then I read it and I'm like, oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's something you have to plan and think about. And mm -hmm. obviously not all the theme parks would do that because yeah. this is a special thing. There were just five Mark IV monorails in operation when the park opened, but they did add five more longer trains later. But I'm not exactly sure when all those got added. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting to think there were just five of them, which would not get by these days <laughs> at all. Those weights would be insane for the monorail every yep. single day. I could not imagine. So we talked a little bit about the size. Well, the numbers I had were that the Magic Kingdom is 107 acres, making it the smallest Walt Disney World theme park. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, you yeah. can tell. And that's that's even why when you're trying to do park reservations, this one mm -hmm. and then the next smallest one would be the Hollywood Studios tend to fill up quicker if you think about it, because space wise, there's less room yeah. for people. But, you know. I still love the Magic Kingdom, regardless of how time <laughs> what, it is. is Epcot, I think Epcot's the biggest. No, the Animal Kingdom is the biggest. But you have oh. to remember, the Animal Kingdom has a lot but of space has, just like, for animals yeah. that we don't walk yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. physically, it's the biggest. But I feel like probably walking-wise is probably Epcot as far as... It has to be because of the World Showcase and the exactly. Tomorrowland area. The guest, like, I guess the guest area. The guest I like. space, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. but... Yeah. Technically, the Animal Kingdom wins because the safari itself is like bigger than the Magic Kingdom. So, yeah. I'm sorry. This Ashley doesn't care about the Animal <laughs> I Kingdom, don't but care. I do know some things about it. <laughs> when when the anniversary for Animal Kingdom comes up, you're doing all of it. I, I like doing this it. anyway. I like it, so that's fine. Even though it's my least favorite part, I enjoy doing I'll, this kind of stuff. I'll do. I'll do all of Hollywood Studios. 
you can have fun with that hot mess over there. Feel free to. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> you Even though they added new stuff, it is such a hot mess. Still. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. <I'm> sorry. <laughs> All right. So Cinderella Castle is 189 feet tall, which makes it just below the Federal Aviation Authority's 200 foot limit, wherein you have to put the flashing light on top. Tower Terror is the same way, except I believe the Tower Terror is 199 feet tall to make it just uh, 99.5. There you go. I knew you wouldn't knew that. Didn't we talk about this? We I may feel have. Like we talked about this like last episode because I you said know, the, I don't they care were about, being tricky. Yeah, but I don't care about the Hollywood Tower Hotel. Oh, so. no, we didn't talk about this. I read an article about this. Ah, okay. See, I was I just, in my head, I'm like, why would we have talked about it last episode? <laughs> I just read an article about this during my vacation and ah, it was talking know. about how Walt, Walt Disney World is like- They're Very tricky. All, like within like, a foot of being illegal and it's because they like Hollywood Tower of Terror is like 199.5 mm-hmm. um Everest is 199 mm-hmm. like it's like within a foot or half a foot away they know what they're doing so much trouble mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry go on no you're good and I didn't put this in here but something they do all along Main Street is forced perspective the castle is no different so 199 or wow 189 feet is actually not crazy tall but they build the castle so that it's bigger and then it gets smaller and you're just forced perspective wise. Mm-hmm. You think it's much taller than it is. Mm-hmm. And I always think that's cool because Disney is ridiculous yeah. with stuff like this. And this is a fact I did not know until I read this literally yesterday. So at the Liberty Square, there's a very large yeah, giant, giant oak. oak tree right in the middle mm-hmm. that they call the Liberty Oak. Apparently it's 140 years old and it was originally growing on Walt's family property nearby, and they moved it and put it in the Magic Kingdom. I had no idea. And now when I go to the Magic Kingdom, I'm going to be like an extra nerd and go stand Taking by the oak picture. tree. I know. Like, this is Walt's tree. So, it's yeah. 140 years old. Yeah. I did not know that came from his property. And wow. it, they literally, like, I they had a whole thing about how they had to move it and it's should look it up sometime it's just oh ridiculous gosh, had to be hard yes and then having to like replant it and then they basically well, okay. had like cement blocks or steel beams or something they put in it to make sure it would stay in place and then the tree kind of just healed itself and now it's permanently there okay so it's over 140 years old. So mm-hmm. we're going to say, we're just going to say 140, just, just for numbers. Yeah. Wise. Cause I have no idea how long. Say it's 140 this year. Mm-hmm. So Magic Kingdom opened in 1971, mm-hmm. 20, wait, hold on. 2021 minus <laughs> 71 is 50, 70 years, 50 years. It's 50. Okay, so I know. Shush. Okay. <laughs> So they probably moved in maybe a couple of years before that. So we'll take like five more years off. Mm-hmm. So that tree was around approximately, maybe a little bit more, yeah. 85 years old when they moved it. Mm-hmm. Do you know how strong that root system would have been? That was how exactly that what they talked about. Yeah. How difficult how it was. Out? Yeah. It's insane. I don't, I don't know. Kill the tree. They they were very careful about it, and the tree healed itself once they they carefully replanted it. And you know, Disney is the horticulture. We should probably do a whole episode actually on the horticulture life at Disney 
feel like we because, could do a couple episodes. Yeah, because this would fly, this would be right in that wheelhouse because they care for their plants and yeah. it's insane how much work they put into it. So I can't imagine they didn't have someone on this like 24 seven to make sure that it survived. Probably. Yeah. So 2022, our list is starting to grow for 2022. Yes, friends. Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yes, Pirates which, of the Caribbean, which we okay, skipped guys. somehow. I don't know. How, if you've listened to us, we've talked about Johnny Depp. We love Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, we love Jack Sparrow. Oops. How have we not done this yet? Oops. So that is on the I list. Like Pirates is coming. <laughs> Pirates is coming. Now horror culture gardening i'm not a gardener i'm a black thumb so this will be an interesting my grandmother was a gardener i can't say that i am a gardener however i am fascinated by what disney does so yes i think it would be a lot of fun to discuss (laughs) she loves she loves living with the land i do (laughs) one of her favorite rides i don't know how you can't enjoy just seeing the wonders of the science and everything there i just i love it it's it's whatever it's okay i went with you i was impressed it'd been years mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah now we have two topics at least and then when we star do. wars we already know is coming back for the whole summer so that's a huge chunk yeah guys i'm so excited mm-hmm. oh there will be a mirror mirror suit it might have already been on because they just released the first episode of star wars visions which is a anime version of like oh I Jedi. heard about this yes and it's on my list today to watch and do okay. a mirror mirror of so okay it would have been a like the beginning of this week mm-hmm. if you're listening now beginning if cool it's already up just go look in our reels Ashley because you know, could but be watching okay. well I mean it's hard to tell them when it was because they could be watching this like a week a month in and and finally they're like oh where is it oh there's so much other stuff like uh-huh. where like just go yeah. look in our reels yeah it'll be there Anywhere else. Oh my gosh. I need a shush. Uh, well, I'm done. So oh, okay. Well, thank <laughs> you guys so much for coming on and listening, especially to these special episodes the past yes. three, four weeks, mm-hmm. where we've talked about more like three weeks. The first week mm-hmm. was all about COVID and yeah. Yeah, we don't like thinking about COVID and what the, what it's doing to our lives, but we did update best. you. But the yeah. other three episodes were all about kind of gearing us up and getting you ready to celebrate the 50th anniversary mm-hmm. of Magic Kingdom. Yes. So exciting. So definitely, if you did not listen to the other ones, go back and check them out. We talked about just what's going to be there at the Magic Kingdom for the mm-hmm. 50th, and it's going to be there for probably about a year. The last time they did a celebration, it lasted like 18 months, so it was yep. over a year. And then last week's episode, I talked about the yesteryears, which I'm so mad at myself. I could, I did not have time to find all my dad's pictures. <sighs> I know. uh, And I need to remind my mom. My mom said she was going to find some of them for me. But the problem was my brother this weekend was moving into their house. So she's that busy. So she probably hasn't thought about it. I didn't want to bug her with it. She had to deal with Bubba. Mm -hmm. You know, the chore that is. Um, (laughs) Sorry, Bubba, if you're listening, but you're a chore. So I'll, I'll try to get to her this week and be like, Hey, but you got time. You send me a couple, please. Yeah. yeah. I keep seeing your pictures come up. I'm like, dang it. I forgot all about it. I have I, so much. Google oh my is my friend. <laughs> I didn't realize how much, how much people would want my attention when I came home. Like mm-hmm. I went home and I thought, Oh, I'll have like a couple days to do this or that. Mm-hmm. And I literally was, I had to make myself like say no 
for a mm-hmm. Tuesday so I could just stay home and relax with mom yeah. because every single day, like, are you coming to hang out? Are you coming to hang out? Are you coming? It was like, yeah. the, it was like the seagulls. Right? 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 <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. I need a minute. This is vacation. Okay. I'm only home a week. This is vacation. I need to just chill. I have a wedding at the end of the week. Don't strain me. Exactly. Too much going oh. on. Anywho, thank you for listening. Check yes. out Instagram. It is Please. at Pix the Pixie Dust Twins or no. just Pixie Dust Twins. No, at Pixie, Pixie Dust Twins at Pixie Dust Twins Podcast. Mm-hmm. You can also check out me and Samantha's personal oh, yeah. Instagrams as mm-hmm. well. We put fun stuff on there also. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Facebook page, we do have that. We also have a YouTube, so you can see our gorgeous mm-hmm. faces if you're not already watching us on YouTube. Hi. And yeah. And then we have our website, which we have some fun mm-hmm. things. And then Sammy, do you want to tell them about the campaign that just started oh, yes. for Limitless Broadcasting? So limitlessbroadcasting.com has information about our podcast and mm-hmm. whatnot. We also are launching a well, it's live now, a Kickstarter for our cartoon that we're producing. It's called Dupla City. It's D-O-O-P-L-A City. You can find it on Kickstarter if you just type in the name or you can find information about it on Instagram too if you follow at Limitless Broadcasting. But mm-hmm. we're very excited. We already have some big names attached, which I will tell Ashley off air because I'm not allowed to talk about it yet. But <laughs> I did see our that our friend did a promo video for us again though. Yes, Wilford Dow. Yes, we have been posting it like crazy. I'll keep reposting it because I love it did a nice little video promoting our Kickstarter as well. So keep a lookout for that, especially if you're a big Boy Meets World fan or like the kids, they know him from Kim Possible, which it kind of, my first thought is Boy Meets World, it's Eric, plays with squirrels. But the younger kids that we're working with, with the animation, she was just like, oh my gosh, he's from Kim Possible. And I was like, Oh, that's right. That's so cute that that's your first thought. Okay. So yeah, for all the, the younger kids out there, he was Ron Stoppel <laughs> on Kim Possible. But yes, there's lots of fun information and more to come on that when I can share more. I'm excited. I didn't know yes. we had some things like yes. what was going on. I was going to tell you and then I, we got distracted. I always do this at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> when we talk off air, I get distracted. So it's yes. okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Make sure you join us next month. Next month starts our Halloween month. It's one of our favorite Disney times of the year. And yes, I said Disney times because Disney does Halloween like so good. Mm -hmm. And who we're talking about this coming month is so exciting Mm -hmm. because we are diving in to the world of Tim Burton. I know there's a lot of Tim Burton lovers out there and we're really excited for these episodes Mm -hmm. because it is just Tim Burton is Disney Halloween. Like, let's just be real. So make sure you tune in next week and we will see you all later. Bye Pixie Dusters. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Twins, Sammy and Ashley. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon.